amazing God, amazing King, amazing Savior, amazing Redeemer, amazing lover of our souls, amazing healer of our diseases, amazing comforter, amazing provider. Want to welcome you once more on Pursued by the Heart of God. As we continue our series, we've been talking about forgiveness, and we've been talking about the different struggles that we have with unforgiveness, and that unforgiveness is something that is a conscious, deliberate effort, choice, mindset that we have to release someone from an act that they have done towards us, even though we're not saying that it's okay, we're not justifying the act, but it's, a, it's, it's we're releasing the person. It's a choice to release that person from what they have done. At this time, we're gonna focus our attention today on forgiveness, but today we're gonna focus on forgiveness when it pertains to God. So many times, for some reason or the other, we find ourselves at a place where we feel some kind of way towards God. I'm going to put it that way. It could be anger. It could be resentment. It could be bitterness. And we will experience these emotions towards God because of something that has happened to us or that is happening to us that causes negative emotions. And then our response, because we're thinking, why is God allowing this to happen to me? So our response to God is that you need to do something about this. You need to fix this. You need to make this right. And you have the ability and the power to do it. And then when, 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 when you're not doing it, God, it's making me hurt more. It's making me angry more. It's making me sick. It's making me feel hopeless and, and all of these different e emotions that, that we experience. Why is it that we feel anger towards God? We feel anger towards God because we know that he has the ability and the power to change the situation in our favor. And then when we want it to change, and it doesn't change, then we develop some kind of negative reaction towards God. A lot of times, if you ask most Christians, they will say that they don't have unforgiveness towards God. And when you think about it, you're thinking, well, I'm a Christian, I love, I love the Lord, I commit my life to him. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. I want to live a life that is pleasing before him. I want to please him with my life. So there is no way that I could have unforgiveness towards God. But something will happen. And we're going to look at a story today of a 46-year-old woman who has been severely hit ill for a while. And this illness is not something that is new to her. But before we go and look at her story, I just want to give, give you guys a couple of statistics on percentages of people that are Christians 
that sometimes are angry towards God. And one of the, the, the ratings that I found was 62% of Christians felt angry towards God at some point or the other. 87% of college students with a faith-based faith relationship with God, whenever they experience any kind of negative emotion or any personal um, setback, experience anger towards God. 40% of persons that are grieving um, feel angry towards God, 40%. Those are some high numbers. So today we're gonna look at this story. This is um, her testimony that she sent to me. And I'm gonna read you her testimony. I'm just gonna give you a little insight as to who she is and what was, what's been happening to her. She's a 46-year-old woman. She's married with two children. She became a born-again believer at the age of 15. Between March and April of this year, she was hospitalized due to a heart attack. She came out of the hospital, and about two weeks later, she was admitted again into the hospital, this time for five weeks. Her diagnosis, the first diagnosis, one of her diagnoses, I should say, is hereditary angioedema. That is a disorder characterized by recurrent episodes of severe swelling. The common areas of the body that develop the swellings are the limbs, face, intestinal tracts, and airwaves. Another diagnosis she had was severe anaphylactic. And this is a rapidly developing and serious allergic reaction that can affect multiple body systems at the same time. Another diagnosis she had was asthma as exasperation. This is the airwaves becoming swollen and inflamed. And the muscles around the airwaves are contracted and the airwaves produce extra mucus causing breathing, the breathing tubes to narrow. The fourth diagnosis is dia diastolic congestive heart failure. That means that the lower left chamber of the heart is not able to fill properly with blood during the diastolic, which is the resting phase, and that reduces the amount of the blood that is pumped into the body. The last diagnosis, the congestive heart failure, um, she's currently asking them to remove that from her records, her medical history, because she was never um, experienced heart failure. It was fluids around her heart and in her lungs. Now I'm gonna read you her story. She says, I know God's strength is made perfect in weakness, but there are times when weakness feels like powerlessness and it breeds unforgiveness. Illness is not something I'm a stranger to, but this degree of illness took me to a new level. Not being able to breathe or do anything on my own and having to depend on strangers took me to an all-time low. I felt weak and powerless. Not being able to make decisions on my own made me angry. Being poked and prodded and not having family there to hold my hand chipped away at my mental stability. 
at one point, I felt like God had forgotten me. I felt like my family and friends were out enjoying life, and I was a prisoner to my illness. I felt like I was backed into a corner, and I was fighting alone. I got to the place where I was angry with God because I prayed, I bargained, I cried, I pleaded, and I felt like they fell on deaf ears. In my anger, I asked God, why are you keeping me alive for these people to torture me? I went, to, I went through two days where I refused to speak a word. On the second day at about 2 a.m. in the morning, I woke up in extreme pain in my with extreme pain in my chest. My heart rate alarmed the nurses that something was wrong and they rushed in. They called a rapid response. It was very noisy. People were injecting meds, calling doctors, inserting IVs, taking vitals, etc. In the midst of the chaos, I heard God say, "I am with you." I broke down crying. One of the nurses misinterpreted my tears and told me she knew I was afraid, but they were doing their best, the best they could. I asked God at that moment to forgive me for being so angry and holding unforgiveness in my heart towards him. I told him I don't know why. I, I told him I don't know if I will live or die, but I never want to be away from your presence. She further continues. Sometimes life situation, certainties can bring you to your knees. It makes you feel like you're all alone and you are powerless. Both are lies. It is important to recognize that because those feelings will breed anger and unforgiveness. So she's saying it's important for you to recognize that the feelings that you feel the, 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 the loneliness and being powerless, that those feelings, they could breed anger and they could breed unforgiveness. And this will destroy you from the inside out. Here's her words of encouragement to us. The, re the reason why God's strength is made perfect in our weakness is because he knows that when we are weak, we are incapable. We say the wrong thing. We think outside of the mind of Christ. We depend on how we feel instead of the truth we know. Once our feelings get in the way, it is easy for the enemy to plant seeds such as unforgiveness. So what is the solution? In all your ways, yes, even when you are angry, acknowledge God and let him direct your path. Don't let the enemy take you down this path because that is where you will, you will truly feel alone. Trust that God is allowing or taking you through. He can bring you out and always surround yourself with his presence, which will feed your spirit with peace, joy, hope, and love. 2 Corinthians 2, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16 says, For this reason, we never become discouraged, even though our physical being is gradually decaying, yet our spiritual being is renewed day after day. This is um, a testimony from someone that just came out of the hospital 
and that is experience anger towards God. And you could look at the situation and you said, oh my gosh, she experienced so much, so many traumatic things. All of these diagnoses um, has so many things to deal with her, her respiratory organs and limbs swelling and, and her, her heart, you know, congestive heart failure and all of these things. And she's laying there and we know that we're in this crisis with COVID-19 and you're not able to get visitations and she wasn't able to see her family. She wasn't able to see her husband. She wasn't able to see her children. You know, they had to make special um, um, permission for her to even see her pastor and this was like uh, weeks later. So she was at a place, she was at a dark place and, and she got, became angry with God. You know, she felt alone and isolated, and he, she said she prayed, she bargained, she cried, she pleaded, but she felt like her prayers wasn't going anywhere. And so many times situations may not be as, as intense as what's happening to this young lady, but there are situations that happen in life, and we begin to feel um, like God is not hearing, like why isn't he doing something? And then we could develop a, a mindset that we're angry towards God. Divorce is something that can cause us to be angry towards God, uh, especially for children. You could have um, children that their mom and dad, they're both Christians raised in the church and then something happens and, and their parents um, are separated and they're thinking, well, they're both Christians. Why can't God bring them together? And then it doesn't happen, and one moves on, or both moves on and gets married again. And, and this, this person, this child is now angry with God because he didn't do anything about the situation that destroyed or divided her, his or her family. Being angry with God. And these are situations that are, um, you could think in your mind and you said, well, I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but, but I have this other part of me that is so angry. And now we have to reconcile. We've got to bring these two parts together so that we're having a life, you know, as, as the young lady that we read about, she's saying now she had to reconcile. She had to ask the Lord to forgive her for being angry and for holding unforgiveness in her heart towards him. You know, you have situations that um, death, death of a loved one, death of, your, of a child, you know, health issue with disease and sicknesses, terminal illnesses, you know, all of these things, they could create such um, um, negative emotions in us that we, we feel angry towards God and want to blame him for not doing something and in those feelings are feelings that are unforgiveness because we ha we're saying that we're holding God that he should do something and to change the situation and he doesn't do it and then we feel anger towards him. So these situations, financial struggles, we're thinking, well, we declare, you know, prosperity is the will of God and we say, you know, the Lord says, you, you know, we, start, we prosper and be in good health even as our soul prosper. And then we have all these, these scriptures that we quote. And we still, it doesn't happen. We're still struggling. The bills are still not paid. They're piling up worse and worse. And we're thinking, well, God, why don't you do something about it? 
This is real stuff, you know. And a lot of times we go through the emotions of, of, of a relationship um, type look that we are in relationship with God, but in our hearts we have a grievance against God because of what we expect to be done and him not doing anything about it. I could tell you a personal story for myself. When I just got saved, um, the church that I was going to, the pastor at the church, and I'm a young convert, never been um, in the church before, never been saved before. And this, the, the pastor, um, a couple of years later, started um, coming on to me in a, in a sexual way and telling me that, you know, I should be his mistress and he's married and it, it was so hurtful and it was so degrading and I, I had a problem with God because when we're in church I see him interacting with the people I see him laying hands on people I see him doing all these things and then on the other side there is this other person that was approaching me the wrong way and I couldn't reconcile in my mind what is going on because here I am thinking that, God, you're supposed to experience these good things when you come to church and become a part of the body of Christ. And here's this, this pastor that is acting so, so horrible towards me, a young convert who don't really have a strong relationship with the Lord. And I struggled with that. And I left the church. And for two years, I didn't go to church, to anybody's church. I had a problem with God. I was angry with him, but in my, in my mind and in my thoughts, I didn't think I was angry with God, but my actions showed that I was angry with God. And so many times we'll see, we'll be inside the body of Christ and we, we, we hold, um, there's some things that we should be doing and some worship that we should be offering up to the Lord, but it, it's, it's, it's bound up and it's, it's trapped within us because Something in our mind is holding us hostage because we have a problem with God. We have a problem with him because of something someone else has done. We have a problem with him because of something we think he has not done that he needs to do. And therefore, we, we hold our worship and we hold it hostage and we say, Lord, I'm not giving you no worship because you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And all of those things, we're operating in unforgiveness towards God every time we have those mindsets. Now, what is the solution? The best thing you can do when you're angry with God is to tell him that you're angry with him. He already knows you're angry with him. He wants to hear you say it. He wants it to come from your mouth, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Tell him honestly where you are. You know, Lord, I don't like the way... Um, this pastor came at me. He's supposed to be your servant. Why did you allow him to do this to me? You know I'm a young convert. You know I don't know anything about you. Uh, isn't he supposed to be rep representing you? Why did you allow him to do that to me? Why do you allow him to speak to me that way? Why do you allow him to come on to me? Why did you do that? So just be honest. God knows what's going on inside of you. But he wants you to be able to come to him honestly and openly and when you come to him like like with the young lady that we read about he'll show himself he says to her I am here and she couldn't deny his voice in the middle of all that chaos and all the things that was happening around her God came and spoke to her he says I am here and it broke everything within her 
She wasn't even concerned about what was happening with her body or, 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 or the, the, the heart failure or anything. The only thing that concerned her was wanting to be in his presence and wanting to be with her, whether she lived or she died. She said, I told him, I don't know if I will live or die, but I never want to be away from your presence. Never want to be away from your presence. That was her heart's cry. And the next thing she did after that, when she had herself together, was to repent. And she asked the Lord to forgive her. So if you're feeling anger towards God, accept what it is. Be honest about it. Be open about it. Say, Lord, I have a problem with you because this and this and this didn't happen. Because the more you hold it, the, 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 the worse it will be. The longer it's going to take to deal with it. So the best thing to do is just talk to him. He loves you. He knows what you're thinking anyway. And he's going to be there to help you. He will bring back peace. He will bring back hope. He will bring back love. He will restore. And every time, every time you look to the Lord, every time you're honest with him, every time you're open to him, every time you're willing to just speak the truth to him, he will hear, he will answer, he will forgive, he will restore. So be encouraged today. And remember that God's strength is made perfect in our weakness because he knows we are weak. He knows that we hurt. He knows we get angry. He knows we have sicknesses and diseases. He knows that we have financial struggles. Even with COVID-19 right now, I'm sure there's a lot of people angry with God right now. And they could say, well, you need to do something, Lord. You need to do something to change this. I'm losing my job. I'm, you know, um, things are falling apart. What are you doing, Lord? Where are you? You know? But God is good. And God loves us. And there's nothing that we're going through that he's not able to change. But he will do it his way. He will do it in his time. And he will do it for his glory. I want to thank you for listening today as we continue on pursuit by the heart of God. And I just want to pray with you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Our hearts, O oh God, are sometimes angry towards you. Sometimes we feel like things are not fair. Sometimes we feel like we are suffering too much. Sometimes we feel, O oh God, that we shouldn't lose a loved one that has died. Sometimes we feel like you could have done something about a situation and you didn't do anything about it. And we feel alone, like, like the young lady that we talked about earlier in the hospital. She feels alone. She prayed and she cried and she sought your face. But she felt so alone, like you weren't hearing her prayer. And Father, I know that there are times when we get into situations and things that are happening in our lives and we feel alone. We feel like you're not there. But we know according to your word that you are a present help in times of trouble. We know, oh God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We know that you love us with an everlasting love and that your love is strong. Your love is powerful. 
Your love reaches into the highest heights and your love goes into the lowest depth. Your love covers, your love preserves. And so, Father, when we don't understand, when our mind cannot wrap around what is happening to us and these, are, these negative emotions are coming, we ask you, Father, through your own divine power that is at work, that you will cause our minds to be submitted to the Holy Spirit's power and there will be a thought pattern and a mindset of peace and joy and love that you, the mindset oh God will not be one of accusation but one will be a mind that says I don't understand what is going on but I trust you Lord I don't know what's gonna happen around me but I trust you, Lord. I don't know where it's gonna, where, where I'm going to be, but I trust you, Lord. I don't know if I'm going to live or I'm going to die, but I trust you, Lord. I don't know what's going to happen with my family, but I trust you, Lord. I don't know what's going to happen when I go into the worship setting, but I trust you, Lord. Father, let that be our mindset. We cast all our cares upon you, and we ask you to forgive us for every time, oh God, that we have anger in our hearts towards you, that you will forgive us, oh God. And like David says, search our hearts, oh God. Know our thoughts. See if we have wickedness in us. See if we have unforgiveness towards you in us. And cleanse us. And cleanse us, oh God. And lead us in the way of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for each person that is listening. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the restoration that you will bring in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we look to you and we say thank you for the help and thank you for the restoration. Thank you for forgiving, oh God. To you we ascribe all glory, dominion, majesty, and power in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his glorious countenance upon you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, on Pursued by the Heart of God, I pray that the Lord would bless you and, and be with you.